Today on KIOS at the Movies, I have a very special guest, filmmaker Melissa Fitzsimmons, and we're talking about her film, Everything in the End. It's free. There's no one here. I don't, I don't want to waste whatever time I have left trying to get back to Portugal. And your mom? Do you think it will happen today? I hope so. All the waiting and nothing happening, it's kind of... It feels like a cruel joke. Yeah. You should be angry. You should be angry. So fucking... When you're young, you have no cares in the world, and when you're old, you stop caring. Everything in the End is a beautiful, devastating, and meditative film about mourning, connection, acceptance, and the stages of grief. Our main character, Paolo, walks through Iceland as the world waits for the end of the world, which is only a couple days away. We travel with him through incredibly beautiful landscapes that seem to add to the weight of the impending events and as he meets people and we peer into the way that they are spending their remaining time. This film, to me, is incredibly sad, but there's also a Buddhist quality to it. It comes across as life-affirming, as life-distilled. Everything in the end is beautifully shot, and the acting is incredible, which for being a micro-budget film is no small feat. This is director Melissa Fitzsimmons' first feature film. I was curious to hear more about the production and the inspirations behind the film. I mean, Iceland was my inspiration to make the film, basically. I'd been traveling to Iceland, and I had to the talent lab there and I knew I wanted to make a movie there. I didn't know how or when or what it was going to be about, but I knew that I wanted to shoot something in Iceland. The seed was planted for that. Melissa speaks to the barriers of making her first feature film. As a filmmaker and especially as a female filmmaker, you go, you have you kind of are told all these like, well, you got to do this. Like, you got to make some short films. And you got to get these short films in, into the right thing. And then you've got to do all these initiatives and these programs. And you got to do these shadowing this and doing that. And you got to win some awards. And I kind of heard all these excuses uh, from people higher up than me or, you know, executives or producers or more established people who were like, well, we really want to work with you. But you know, you kind of need more experience. And so I'd go and I'd do these things that they would say and I would check all these boxes and then I would go back and go, okay, how about now? And then they were like, well, you know, you haven't really directed a feature. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to direct a feature and I'm trying to build those people behind me to help me get this feature made. And no one was really biting. No one wanted to take the risk with an unknown filmmaker. And so I just got so fed up with it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to make a film. It's going to have to be micro budget. It's going to have to be super small. And so I knew I wanted to do a character driven piece. And so it was kind of that was like, you know, the seed sprouting. I couldn't imagine this film being filmed anywhere else but Iceland. I asked Melissa what it was like to film overseas on such a small budget. Everyone was like, don't do it. Everyone, a lot of people were like, yo, you know what, just just wait until you got a budget. Just wait. Just wait till you got like $400,000, which I guess is considered. $400,000 is like 
an insane amount of money to me and it's considered to be like a micro budget I just I didn't want to wait around because I knew if I have to wait like it could have been two or three years but and luckily I didn't wait because then I definitely would be waiting longer because of everything that happened afterwards but you know I was like, no, I'm just going to do it. Often in my experience, people put off making their films for years or never make their film at all because they're waiting for a budget or the perfect time. I asked Melissa to speak to that. I mean, you're right. You know, that's one of the biggest things that I I see amongst peers and, and other filmmakers is they will sit around for years waiting for those investors to come. I just am, I can't do that. I'm not that person. I'm a little bit impatient, as my producer will tell you. I literally was like, I'm going to make a movie in three months. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And then it happened. And I still can't believe I did that. Now back to the film itself. I asked Melissa about more of the themes in it. So for me, when I was writing it, and even though it's an end of the world film, that's like story C, you know, it's, it's that's just the background noise. But really the film to me was really this kind of kind of meditative on the process of grief. And, and dying and how we all deal with that and or not deal with it in the case of Paolo. I wanted to kind of have these characters that represented these kind of moments throughout the week and each character was representative of the stages of grief. When you meet these characters that he meets, they're only brief moments. They're just enough of these human connections. I mean, I found it sad and and definitely like, you know, there's a certain level of anxiety, but at the same time, like the film felt very life affirming to me. Oh, thank you. I hope a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> and, and I think that the tone of the film helps because it also feels meditative. So for today's film pairings, I wanted to recommend two films. One, the first one is more the camera is you and you're going through the city of Austin, Texas in 1990 meeting different people at different stages of their lives and each one kind of represents a different idea of representation of like people in Texas at this time. So essentially we're kind of like the main character of everything in the end but and it's the 1990 Richard Linklater film Slacker Slacker is just a film that ever since I saw it has just been one of my favorites and I feel like I want more people to see it and watch it and enjoy it and talk about it um, I know it's kind of one of the classics of indie cinema but I definitely think in some ways it's gotten lost and the other film I want to recommend was maybe a little bit more on the nose but it's the film Melancholia by Lars von Trier. Melancholia is just this sprawling film about depression and anxiety and mental health with our main characters, Charlotte Gainsbourg and Kirsten Dunst playing sisters that are just handling the impending apocalypse in very different ways. It's a sad film, it's a difficult film it's beautifully shot. The acting is incredible. I just can't say enough good things about it. Ever since I've seen that film, it's lingered with me. I'd 
I'd like to thank Melissa Fitzsimmons for coming on. Everything in the End is playing at the Indie Film Festival now through May 18th. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure.